ंग for you today uh for starters we have a yang gu uh, who's the brand director of oppo south asia uh yeah. we also have uh, badr khushnoor who's the chairman of pasha he's going to be representing the uh, software industry side of things and and just sort some of the policy side of things we also have akram ali who's the head of uh, business at uh, business development at pro pakistani if you guys remember pro pakistani was the uh, I, i guess the only uh, outlet that aggressively covered the 3g 4g launch in pakistan as well and they have a huge long uh, pedigree of uh, Uh, you know uh, covering tech and telecom in pakistan so we'd love to hear more about you know where the government's at where the telcos at uh, just some of the insight on where 5g is 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 at right now in pakistan but uh, thank you so much uh, to all the guests for being part of the show thank you very much for inviting us thank you so much uh, yang i'm going to start with you just sort of trying to understand a little bit about your life before oppo and you know how you ended up uh, here in pakistan Okay. So, uh previously uh I started my career in China. So, I was in uh, uh advertisement, digital marketing and public relationship uh back in China. And then I moved uh, to Eastern Europe region for Oppo uh PR manager role. So, and then I decided to shift here in Pakistan because I'm, you know, really pretty much fond of the market, fond of the people here. That's why I moved. Yeah. And how long have you been in Pakistan? One year. How do you like it so far? I love it. Really? Here. Yeah. <laughs> And you're based out of Lahore? Yeah, in Lahore. Awesome. Awesome. Um tell me a little bit about Oppo because I I understand it's now the top four uh, global manufacturers of uh, smartphones essentially, right? Yeah, we are among the top four because smartphone industry is kind of um, very competitive. The market, you know, fluctuates sometimes, but we are like uh, recent years we are like stably among the top four uh, smartphone brands and yeah. so so when did it start how did it evolve into you know the top four interesting fact is that like oppo started in china like um back in 2004 right uh, a very interesting fact is like you know when we first start we are we, we were actually you know doing mp3 player back in China. So actually we have a long history of researching into audio like that. And previously we were, you know, one of like our Blu-ray uh player actually was one of the top in the uh, European market. Right. So you know like here people feels like Oppo sells smartphone for sure, but actually we're not only a smartphone company, we are right. a technology company. So we have, you know, very deep research and development strengths in a lot of fields like uh like i mentioned audio and also right now today we're going to talk about 5G and also imaging technology uh design and also charging technology right. and yeah. and and what about pakistan so when did you guys launch in pakistan and i know for a fact now that oppo is one of the leading brands in pakistan as well yeah. um so um that's that's complicated and difficult right because the <laughs> pakistani market tends to stick to the brands that they've known for for the longest time and they have that trust there as well um so how did you manage to uh, sort of capture that market and 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 you know have oppo here uh uh-huh. we came here relatively early Um we were here like first in 2014 like 10 years after we born. So we just choose Pakistan and we enter here like way before we enter the other market like Europe. 
Right. Uh, so we started here. Uh, you know, like we first brought our product here to test the water. Uh, the first device we, you know, received very good response is the F-Series. Right. Because, you know, F-Series was known as a selfie expert. And somehow, you know, our strengths, like, somehow match the market because people here, like, we can see that they like taking photos, they like taking selfies. They are um, pretty much fond of partying and, you know, uh, 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 connect with each other. So uh, that's why, you know, our F-Series got quite good response in the first place. And then later we started to bring Reno Series as well and more like very exciting technology kind of product here. Right. And yeah. you guys, I, if I remember this correctly, early on, you guys launched more of the higher end versions with like these exclusive camera features. But then you eventually went into the more affordable markets as well. If I were to ask you, you know, uh, what's the bigger sell in Pakistan? Is it the, uh, you know, the selfie um, sort of higher end uh, versions or is it the more, um, you know, uh, consumer like pocket friendly, affordable um, consumer models? Okay, so like when we see the market here, uh, actually the market here is huge. Like we have a po huge population here. Uh, for Oppo, like you know what we are doing right now, because uh, we always produce like higher quality device, and we spend a lot of time and effort into researching the technology that we are you know really um, good at. So like. For, for us, we have a wide range of uh, technology product, but we mostly target uh, the young people for like with our F series product and also the profession, uh, those who is fond of professional photography and videography with our Reno product. Yeah. Right. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the exciting because you mentioned research and uh, development, right? And and I know that you guys are working on some very exciting new tech as well. Uh, so what's coming up with Oppo? Uh, and are we going to see some of those newer products? Because we tend to hear, I mean, I, I go on a pro-Pakistani blog and I hear about this new projector or something coming up and I find out it's only in China or somewhere else in the world. Um, uh, can you tell us some of the things, exciting things that are coming up and whether we'll be seeing them in Pakistan as well? Mm -hmm. So last year, actually, we have globally we have introduced our first uh foldable phone mm -hmm. so basically this foldable phone uh we call it oppo find n uh it's really beautiful in terms of screen so it has like very less you can see like it's flat overall so it gives you a more like beautiful kind of visual film yeah and this has uh, a main screen over here and then there's a main foldable screen. Yeah, and in terms of size, it's like a, a kind of like golden ratio because like when you fold it, it's yeah. very easy to hold on your hand. And when you unfold it, it you know, like, yeah, it's, it's very a large convenient. screen. It's, it's not, I mean, most of the foldable phones seem like a mini laptop in your hand, but it's actually pretty plain. Yeah, you. very cool, handy. Because like Oppo, we are pretty much into design. And apart from that, uh, we're also, you know, like, doing our IoT uh, ecosystem. So uh, we have been introducing our AI glass. Uh, it's actually not the first AI glass that we are introducing, uh, but it is the one which is really close to commercialization. So as you can see, like normally the AI glass is very huge, uh, covering the your home face, you can't go out with it. But this AI glass is very light and it attached. Oh, it's, it's modular essentially. Yes, attached to the glass very easily, and 
it can achieve certain features like the business wise. It can achieve like uh, translation, real time translation. It can also also help you to do like lectures, give a speech because it shows a screen, and it can easily connect to your smartphone or your watches, smart watches. So when you're doing exercise, you can see your you know uh, data, your health figures very easily. And so there's a screen on 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 that uh, glass. Can I can I see that? Sure. Oh wow! So there's a there's an actual screen over here, yeah. and uh, so essentially you can uh, throw anything from there to here. Uh, right now the uh, features are you know still conceptual. Mm -hmm. So uh, back in China, you can do like uh, map navigation like that. Uh, overseas, like actually right now, it's more of a business kind of feature, and you know your basic like location and house data like that. And yep. so when you talk about uh, real time translation, for example, is that the phone that's taking the audio and translating that and pushing it on the glasses? Uh, our direction is actually if you have two AR glass, you can do the real time translation. For instance, you speak Wudu, I speak English. Eventually, what we want to achieve is that when we look at each other, we can see the translation real time directly on the mini screen. Right, without having glass. to connect it to the smartphone? Uh, no, like you, you have to connect to your smartphone, but still like you can translate between the yeah, AR right. glass, like you can communicate. That's, that's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And is this essentially using high speed, like 5G internet to, to achieve these things? Yes, right. yes. It requires faster network. Understandably. And speaking of a uh, faster network, I'm going to now, uh, you know, move to Badr. Uh, first of all, thank you for being part of the show. And, uh, you know, great to have you back. I mean, we had the longest chat on this show with Badr, two hours, 30 minutes. The last time you just reminding us, the last time we started recording at 12 and we ended up at 2, 2.30. Um, so thank hours. you for that. Somebody even yesterday told me that I just listened to your podcast and I, my question was, did you listen to the whole thing? And <laughs> he said, yes, the whole two hours. So I mean, people do listen. Yeah, yeah, people do yeah. listen. So thank you so much. Um, so Badr, tell me a little bit about, um, you know, where is the software industry at? And, and, and you know, when it, when it comes to high-speed internet and, and broadband internet, um, I mean, what can we potentially see? What can we dream uh, in terms of 5G? And also, one thing I'd like to understand, when we talk about 5G, is this is this wireless broadband that we're talking about? Or because uh, we do, I believe, have higher speeds on fiber. Uh, so so is there a use case for wireless for the industry? So, Muzabal, thank you so much. And, and Yang, uh, welcome to Pakistan. I'll, I'll, if you don't mind, I'll keep it a little bilingual so that everyone can benefit uh, from our audience as well. So, uh, Muzamil, what is happening is that the software industry in Pakistan mm -hmm. is growing in two different directions, both in the good directions, by the way. Uh, one is the local digital transformation, which is where the pure IT tech companies are helping non-tech sectors like agriculture, uh, fisheries, um, textile, whatever you can think of. And the other is pure software software development, where these companies are exporting either products or services purely out of Pakistan. Right. Both sectors are growing rapidly. Right. And I think COVID really accelerated that part because all those digital wants now became needs. Right. And we're talking, so, we're looking at maybe let's let's say food panda or creams of the world and all from e-commerce to any enabled yeah. service. Absolutely. Right. FinTech, you think you name it, and it's 
even gaming gaming mm. is in pakistan in the last few years have really improved both digital gaming and you see a lot of interest both in game development and even game playing right. and people are realizing that you know it's a, a paper game or uh, so they are realizing that it's a monetizable yeah uh, it's an industry essentially absolutely yeah. so it's a global industry and we can actually be a part of that as well so i think in from pakistan perspective pakistan is growing in both directions all our traditional sectors need to be transformed digitally and hence it both hardware software and even connectivity as an infrastructure has to be there and the other is of course the exports part but remember especially for exports we need to do a lot of r&d right and for r&d because the developers have to be ahead of the consumers right. of course they need to do r&d they need to develop products they need to productize Uh, as as yang was mentioning they need to commercialize products uh, from a concept to a commercialization part so hence we need fundamental infrastructure as software development uh, uh, industry we need infrastructure before an end consumer would need it eventually right because we need to develop products based on that so as you asked it i think we this is more like wireless connectivity but at scale right so i think some of the benefits 5g will certainly have is of course speed is certainly there but i think the more important thing is the latency part i think that's where 5g really grows big that it will have a near real time connectivity mm. right thing we'll talk about the use cases later on that but the other thing is that you know the current networks get uh, uh stuck up when there is large volume of data or connectivity or users connected to the same system i think that's where 5g will again be sorting those out so i think 5g will and 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 you know the most important thing is 5g is going to be consuming far less power right so i think overall we need to develop use cases we need to develop new products and services which may not be in demand right now mm. end user may not know what they really need but i think we need to understand their challenges and then come up with use cases which can be leveraged through newer technologies so i think this is where pakistan has evolved from cdma to gsm to 4g and of course we need to migrate to the best technologies faster and quicker i think we need to leapfrog we need to move faster our economy needs more and and you know we are a young population so we are a more connected power as as yang earlier mentioned we are a very strong youth based population and i think we have an opportunity to not only give them the development options but also the usage options as well i think one of the most insightful things that you just mentioned and i was speaking to parvez abasi mm-hmm. yesterday um you know and he mentioned uh, his experience with mobile zone and how back in early 2000s pakistan was one of the i mean pakistan was actually far ahead of the region correct uh in in terms of launching cell phones and 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 he mentioned that mobile zone was actually selling all the cell phones in Afghanistan and Bangladesh and a lot of these countries where who hadn't jumped onto the telecom bandwagon um and then somewhere down the line i mean we, even with 3G 4G yeah, we were late to but i think that's when we migrated to GSM far earlier than the rest of the world right. i remember back then traveling to the US and i realized that they were still on CDMA and Pakistan was on a GSM so it was more like we were more advanced and and and, and that's absolutely it was true and i think that's where our tele density grew rapidly as well right and so i mean it's 
it's it's one thing to really think about the consumer side of things okay you know how many people are going to use 5g and and when you're looking at the economics of it it's also also important to look at the big picture because earlier you mentioned you know for a lot of these exporters who by the way are bringing in the dollars that we so direly need every few years um maybe the the unit economics might not make, make sense in the government perspective Correct. uh with the consumer but it would definitely make sense in terms of the larger economy and the and the dollar inflow that we can potentially tap into um so that's yeah that's a that's a new direction altogether uh, akram uh, you've been covering this for for a while now and i know that pro pakistani was is is you know uh, historically been very aggressively looking at this industry um tell me a little bit about first of all your yourself and and you know how you ended up being in pro pakistani and being in this industry thank you so much for having me uh, i always wanted to come on your show but <laughs> finally i got the invite so uh, i started working in pro pakistani back in 2015 I used to work for a uh, for a store uh like it uh, we used to sell these uh, online uh, merchants uh, merchant merchandise like Nike Adidas uh and I used to work on Amazon so I used to handle the storefront so I have a digital marketing expertise and I worked there for like 6 years right. and uh, it's because I am uh, a tech lover and that's why at pro pakistani apart from the business development thing i do the tech reviews and it's my hobby right. because when i st- uh, when i started using computer it was a pentium 4 era and since then things have been evolving and i'm loving them in because i believe that the updated model has better uh, things as compared to the previous one so coming back to uh, pro pakistani like i uh, when i started working at pro pakistani we were just like 5 10 people working from home and uh, there was no office so i used to tell these guys that you know i'm married i cannot work from home so let's get an office so we got an office and then alhamdulillah now we are more than 90 200 people really yeah so so uh, tech sector coverage is is very um, extensive that i can tell you something that telcos guys like they call me and confirm the news uh, where did do, where did you get it from and i'm like i don't know reporters are magicians here <laughs> because they don't they don't tell us the sources and all so pro pakistani has been uh, there since 2008 right. and amir bhai started it on his own and uh, he he was telling us all these stories that he was sitting and he booked the domain name and he didn't know what to do with it and then eventually it became this right so this is like the whole journey of myself and pro pakistani awesome and uh, tell me a little bit about what's happening on the 5g front um you know where do we see the government act where do we see the telecom sector act all right so uh, government side is uh, more of uh, like uh, they are all set to launch it all they have to do is hire a consultant and uh, set the minimum bid price mm-hmm. uh other than that they are all good to go it it was supposed to happen in march 2023 but political instability has caused delays and this was said by it minister by the way i'm not like i'm quoting him right so, so uh, 20 23 means next year yeah next year uh, but now it might happen in the licensing might happen in uh, uh you know june or july right like maybe even q3 like so this these uh, these are the reports uh, as far as the government is concerned telcos on the other hand they um, so you know f- for the global 5g rollout you need to have 70% of 4g users in pakistan we have 42% right also you have to upgrade your infrastructure a lot 
when you, when you say 42% is that like uh, uh, 42% of all mobile data users it's or like is 4G, that yeah, 4G adoption of all mobile data users percentage like let's say if there are 100 people 70 should be using 4G but in Pakistan there are 42 using 4G mm. so global standards are like 70% so on the other side like uh, it needs a lot of investments and costings for telcos to have those ground preparations and to meet the benchmark levels you know so so on this side i mean they they are still like a lot of work to do baki brother bhai is here he can you know tell you about what's going on uh, i i remember sorry uh, akram agar aapko uske bare mein pata ho ke there was a test as well i believe <laughs> i was there I, yeah in yeah, uh, so i was there in that test so it was in controlled environment okay So and 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 who did that was that zong or zong mobile? it okay. was zong yeah and uh, what was the test about it was about 5g speed test okay like, so yeah. they actually ad- added like one of the towers and uh, tested 5g yeah, it was a- at their if i remember it correctly it was at their office mm-hmm. and they did it and they they did quite well because it was like in controlled environment tested and everything so so it was good yeah i i witnessed it and when was that i think one and a half or two years back Okay so that I mean it's, it's been, been a while since time. then yeah, yeah, and, and nothing's happened time. since then yeah. uh, uh, but then tell me a little bit about um, again so, so Akram mentioned the government side of things and they have like a general plan and they're going ahead with that plan uh, but then really the point of contention is at the telco side right and there are two areas where the problem really lies one is the um, cost of uh, license itself which is which is a very huge upfront cost um and 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 you really need to have the right business model to be able to uh, get that out and the second is uh, the infrastructure cost right and and uh, i do understand when you have a a license that is in dollars um with the current way that the economy is flowing a lot of companies would be very wary of really making new investments in pakistan until things stabilize uh, for the time being um but also when it comes to the logistics of it um I, if i understand this correctly i think the coverage area of 5g towers is, is actually much less so you yes. have to add a lot whole lot more towers correct um so i'm assuming that mesh has add, to be larger mesh has to be larger and so the, i'm assuming the cost of infrastructure would be higher as well um does that really mean i mean so it seems to me based on that conclusion that it doesn't make a lot of sense for us to be think even thinking about 5g right now absolutely musamil i think there, there are challenges i think with every new technology especially at this scale Uh, in an emerging market uh, there are always challenges but i think we need to have a l- long term vision here i think that's where the government needs to think more pragmatically and work with commercial businesses of course telcos and hardware providers and everyone maybe i think this is exactly what we are thinking about the blockchains and the cryptos and all of those i think all of these technologies have a they're more like a double edged sword right and and the government needs to probably bring together the specialists on a table have a strategic dialogue and come up with a solution on how best to sort this out we i mean there is no question that we won't need it there's no question that we will not have it the question is how soon can we get it how how soon can we be better than other emerging markets so that we can not only develop products in advance and then leapfrog uh and 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 not all, and then develop solutions for the rest of the rest of the world with on these technologies based on these technologies so it's totally up to us to take lead or be a follower again at some point in time so i think it's better to take lead our economy really needs uh better technologies and again i go back to the fact the reason we need more technologies is that we have we have a very young youth bulge population 
And I think they are more tech savvy. They yeah. are digital natives. We do not have a, a aging population. So hence, we need to bring more and better technologies, faster and better technologies to Pakistan. Mm -hmm. And we, of course, need to weigh in the pros and cons of, I mean, I'm not saying that we should just go ahead blindly, but we need to bring all the stakeholders to the table, create an emergency, set the targets and start maybe, maybe even figure out if there are better ways on licensing as well. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so what, could, what would that mean? I'll give you an example. So in technology, uh, one of our suggestions is that to create special technology zones. Right. And I think there could be another option that those zones can at least be 5G connected right. to start off. So at least the business business side of things can Correct. begin to. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we so that before it gets to the consumerism part, we need to get to the productization and the commercialization and R&D part to be done here as well. So that we need to develop local apps, local content, everything which is more use case based on, on these new technologies. So I think... The, uh, by the way, Ministry of IT is, has been super progressive and, and a lot of things, Ministry of Commerce has been super progressive. I think they both need to sit together f and understand what are the challenges from a private sector perspective. And I'm sure they can find some some creative ways to solve the licensing and yeah. the hardware uh, cost. Oh, this uh, is issue. interesting. What you've essentially mentioned is like a sort of like a sandbox environment Absolutely. test uh, Absolutely. Uh, rollout where, um, okay, maybe even if you want to have like a license for the mass market rollout before that, you essentially define some zones and say, listen, Correct. test your things over here. The yeah. cost of logistics is less as well. You have, it's a controlled environment and, and, and at least you can be able to give some of the business users uh, the early access that's going to help the economy as well in the long Absolutely. run. Absolutely. And you know, Muzammil, uh, uh, I'm sure there's always an argument that, you know, people don't need it. My argument there is that people don't understand why they need it. Number one. Number two, a lot of people don't really, so, I mean, take for example, health tech. People wouldn't understand why they need the MRIs and the CT scans when there were x-rays. Yeah. Hmm. Of course, hmm. because they're not medical specialists. So, of course, the industry has to take lead there. Right. and create use cases right. because people will then understand how they can benefit from such technologies. So I think it is our responsibility, it is government's responsibility representing the people of Pakistan to actually take leapfrogs and then find solutions so that we can solve our biggest challenges. Agri-tech is a challenge right now. We are an agri-based economy. We, we are, are, a lot of our industries' productivity is far lower than global averages. So we need to improve there as well. We need a lot of IOTs and, and the ARs and the VRs part. So I think we have existing use cases which are which have been there incumbently and we need to solve them and i think we need better technologies for that there's no question about right that. uh yang uh, brother was talking about some use cases and i know that you guys are aggressively working on the consumer tech side of things and really uh, uh sort of activating a lot of those use cases and i know that 5g is a huge part of oppo's uh you know uh, future as well tell me a little bit about what you guys are doing when it comes to 5g and you also mentioned the augmented reality glasses and how you know some of these things actually uh, require those uh, high speed internet rails uh for the consumers to be able to benefit from uh so what does 5g what does the 5g future look like if you just talk about the globe to be honest in at, at the start um from oppo side actually we are you know like researching in 5g into two directions so first is we have a standardized team uh, particularly doing the 5g standardized work like they set the standards and they're particular uh, like they're participating in different market with the operators with the technology companies basically for you know testing out better technology for 5g for example like we have a 5g lab 
with Aristotle. So we have joined, you know, collaborating with, in terms of like 5G slicing technology like that. And we are actively testing out in Europe. Uh, I think follow up with Boda, I uh, just said, is that actually um, when we see Europe, like Europe market in terms of general public, people are very conservative you know, to tech, new technology. There's a lot of controversial uh, in terms of 5G rollout that, like that, but it's still the duty of the industry to test the new technology out and, you know, push out the, uh, the new things because uh, we are more, you know, like we can see more benefit, you know, more benefits from the industry side in the long run, right? right? So what we have been doing is in Europe, we were the first to introduce commercialized 5G form uh, back then when the 5G assay network was testing. So we were the first to introduce a commercialized 5G form that was Renault 5G, I remember, like back in 2019. Right. Yeah. So, and then the, we are also collaborating with Ericsson and Vodafone. We test out the first uh, uh, pre-commercialized like 5G uh, network, SA network in uh, one of the uh, university in UK. So we built this small scale network to test out uh, how this network like and to listen to con uh, the real users feedback. Right. Um, and also recently, what we have just done is together with Qualcomm and Arison, we built another like, you know, uh, uh, enterprise level uh, 5G slicing network again to test out, test it out. Okay, so so my understanding is that the uh, that the sort of uh, boosters or the 5G um, uh, routers are being provided by Ericsson and you guys are providing the devices? Is that correct? Um, we have a joint lab. So both of us, uh, like different, you know, uh, partners, we're providing our, you know, technology because 5G slicing technology uh, was from our end as well, uh, actually. So we are joint, uh, we're doing like joint uh, research and development for the 5G technology. And of course, like uh, OPPO, we also have a lot of like basic technology, smart technology, let's say, from the device end. For instance, we have our smart 5G, like, uh, we have invested a lot of efforts just to make the device smarter and it can be easily connected to different type of operators network. Right. And also we have like dual connectivity, for instance, that it allows your 5G device to connect to both 5G and Wi-Fi to provide like better uh, speed, let's say like 28% uh, actually like far faster speed and lower power consumption as well. Right. Yeah. And what do you think about Pakistan? I mean, do you think there is a real, I mean, we were talking earlier about Pakistan and, and, and launching 5G here. Do you think there's a real requirement or, or potential uh, for 5G in Pakistan? Of course. Um, I think Pakistan, like, um, like the key obstacles uh, is that, of course, like the 4G penetration and the investment. But still, if we look at the long run, actually, because we have, you know, huge population and especially people here are so passionate of new technology and will tend to be more open to what is coming next. So in my opinion, I think 5G might be the next big changer, like game changer in Pakistan, because right now we're like in a struggle, but we need something more to uh, boost the vitality, let's say. So that's why you know new that that's the fascin fascinating part of a new technology because um it sometimes 
triggers the demand. It's not, oh, the demands came first and then the new technology comes, right? Right. Like sometimes it's like the, the speed itself like change everything. So uh, for instance, when we look at 10 years back, like we can't imagine like, you know, like 10 years back, we, I believe like we're also in, in the discussion of why we need 4G, like we already have 5, 3G, we already have 2G. Why, why we need such speed? It's just a number, right? But like now we are so get used to smartphone. Previously we were using feature phone and we enjoy this kind of like internet service, uh, of course due to COVID. But if we don't have 4G, maybe this type of service might not that easily be captured by you know, the general users. So I think 5G actually opens a new future for us. Like we can't actually, like it's also hard for me to tell what kind of service will come through, but it provides this kind of like platform for the new technology to reach uh, like the startup or the enterprise, those those people who has creativity, who have visions to create new kind of service. And that type of service will change our life forever. 100%. Yeah. And, and globally, if I were to ask you, where, where is the 5G rollout standing right now? I mean, uh, are there countries that have 5G, I mean, actively available? Uh, or are we still in the testing and, and, and sort of licensing phase? Uh, some of countries are already available. Some, some European countries, like, is already there. Hmm. And China, like, is very aggressively building 5G stations right now. And also we are collaborating like when 5G was quite new to China before, like Oppo was also, you know, starting this kind of spark project with all of the operators mm -hmm. so that we can test out the speed and also uh, hear from the users, you know, their feedback on 5G and what else we can do. So this is basically what we're doing right now. And also Korea, also very aggressive on 5G as well. So uh, UAE also. So I believe like there are, you know, countries that are taking like step, step forward to trying to capture this market. Makes yeah. sense, makes sense. Akram, uh, if, if I were to ask yeah. you, um, can you share some of the use cases pertaining to the Pakistani industry uh, of what we could imagine uh you know a world with 5g so we cannot imagine i mean because i have seen a lot of real use cases i must confess that i also had a very limited scope of 5g in my mind though i'm a part of true pakistani but trust me i had a very limited scope of 5g yeah because i mean when i think 5g i just think faster youtube videos right yeah and that's <laughs> it yeah i'm a user perspective that's it but i went to a conference in uh, china and i have seen a lot of use cases so first of all being a journalist we need dsng and a lot of uh, expensive equipment to get things done to get the live coverage right. there was a 5g backpack which i wore and it was all good to go because latency like the entire is a problem. van yeah, into yeah, a backpack into a backpack and i understood it so well that they took me in ad of that product <laughs> right by the way so other than this i i've seen uh, robotic arms they were uh, you know picking up trash and they used to work for 24 hours non-stop and they differentiate the uh, the you know things like cans in the separate bin and papers in the separate bin so stuff like that also there were drone cameras you must have uh, heard about drone cameras recognizing people right. but it was more than that so they used to recognize your facial expressions either you are a criminal or not so they they are using tech to get to the thieves 
right. in simple words also there were these uh, drone cameras which used to identify the issues at uh, grid stations and electric poles where human uh, lives were in danger because you know when you get to a pole then health and safety concerns are there so they used to uh, identify that issue and then send the teams to rectify them so when it comes to pakistan i mean i've seen a surgeon performing surgery remotely sitting in uh, his own house through robotic arms so in pakistan this is a big issue that you need to call the surgeon we are blessed we live in islamabad karachi when my father had this heart attack the surgeon was there like in 10 minutes right. but in remote and rural areas this and is a big, big problem and considering 40% of our population is in rural areas yeah and this yeah. is a big problem and we need to get 5g asap like yang said that it could be a big game changing boost for pakistan's economy because uh, you see these little internet based companies like uh, kareem and uber which were being taken as non serious businesses uh, but they are contributing a lot in pakistan's economy right. so badabai is here a lot of internet companies have become big things and 5g if 5g is there all their limitations will be removed and they can perform miracles in the field right. so these are the some of the use cases i mentioned i have seen them personally yeah. and they can bring a lot of change yeah 100% uh, badabai i think one of the one of the interesting things that yang mentioned and that really opened my mind was maybe we whatever use cases that we're thinking maybe a lot of the future we don't even know yet and i think when i really look at 4g and evolution of that i think for most part she's right at the time we were like why do we really need 4g right yeah. and 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 the fact is um immediately after that the entire because the world was at, at 4g the videos were higher uh, higher quality the 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 transfer speeds were higher so the storage was higher the processing was higher and so some of the actually the, some of the basic things that we used to interact with had become so enriched with data that you know our conventional uh, phones weren't enough for them um and so i think that you mentioned earlier of leapfrogging i think leapfrogging is a nice to have for a developing mm-hmm. country for me i think we're going to lose if we don't have the right technology at the right time i mean you look at the it industry right and every single time we have i mean i have had, i've had so many discussions we had the discussion with you as well but with so many people and every person tells me about the 90s and how we were right at the cusp of uh, you know really being a part of it and then we saw philippines and india and indonesia and you know all all of these countries literally overtaking us by miles and now we're just sitting here sad thinking about how we can increase a, a potential industry and 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 really it's about the job creation for me yeah so uh, can you tell tell me some of the commercial use cases and 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 really um how do we convince uh, because i do understand the problem you mentioned earlier the 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 money problem is 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 really there and and for example you mentioned that you know maybe we could have these sort of pocket zones or sandbox yeah. environments but then even after the after that maybe uh, if you're still going to wait for the demand it's never going to happen mm-hmm. right and so uh maybe there is a different model where if i think about it in a as a as a data consultant i used to work at this company 
that used to provide data solutions. And I remember an average solution to a company would be a million dollars. And then these cloud companies started coming in and they started offering these sort of pay-as-you-grow services, right? right? And, and, and so many people, it was just a very simple way to solve that problem. And those companies, in the start, everybody was like, oh, you know, even when you're going to go for a pay-as-you-grow, you're not going to make as much money. Let's just get money up front. But the fact is, in its eventuality, you actually end up making more money. Right. Um, so can we have a potential solution like that? So actually, uh, Muzamil, I, I want to add actually a couple of things uh, to the conversation which Yang just talked about uh, the, the challenge in Pakistan and why we really need it. So recently uh, at Pasha, we did a research with Google and, and, and it's available online uh, by the title of Unlocking Pakistan's Digital Potential. It was a few months exercise. We uh, we did hire a professional economists and statisticians in Singapore uh, with Google, and and we did a, a full blown study. And actually, we launched it with the president of Pakistan. That study concluded that if Pakistan deploys eight technologies in their traditional sectors, in our traditional sectors like agri tech and and, and uh, textiles and all of those. Pakistan can create a new economy of $60 billion every year. Every year? Every year. It's an annual new economy of $60 billion. That's a 20% of your total GDP every year. Correct. And that, what we need to do is bring technologies like AI, artificial intelligence, machine learning, ML, IOTs. I'll stop at IOT. Just one use case of IOT is a super important business use case. Hmm. Every all of our manufacturing needs to be digitized as well. Right now, our inefficiencies are far more higher. Our productions are not efficient. Similarly, our productivity in agri uh, sector is far lower than our regional and global competitors. So we need to improve sense, sensors there. We need to bring connectivity there. All of that is just 5G. You can't do it on 4G. Yeah. There's a limitation on number of devices. There's a limitation on power consumption. There's a limitation on data speeds. So there are tons of reasons which professionals would understand that we already need something better than 4G. And right. that's 5G, of course. Right. And of course, there'll be R&Ds, there'll be new technologies coming in and all of those things. But I think there's a huge opportunity for Pakistan to leapfrog not only in actually adopting new technology, but implementing that into our traditional sectors and growing and improving our sectors there. Just imagine if we improve 50% of our textile production, if we improve 50% of our agriculture output, if we introduce new agriculture uh, uh, products there, uh, if we grow new uh, kinds of uh, seeds, all of those needs better technology. And, yeah. and that's exactly where we need it. And I think the most important thing is we need to understand with every new technology, the first use case is entertainment, mm. as you mentioned. Mm. Your mindset was 4G means faster YouTube. Yeah. Absolutely true. Yeah. With every new technology, the first use case is entertainment. Right. And people will experiment. People will play around with it. Once they get used to it, they'll jump onto what else can I do with it? Mm. And now people are doing Amazons, freelancing, tons of other things. So just imagine that with 4G deployment across Pakistan, you have more freelancers working across Pakistan yeah. because they're connected better to the world. They can offer their services sitting in within their four walls, within their homes, especially girls and women who for m many reasons can't really go out, can still deliver and add to the economy mm. in dollar value, which as you mentioned, we already need very uh, desperately. And hence, I think there's no confusion that we need better technologies. However, we need better policies with that. We need pros and cons to be weighed in. We want the government to find 
resolutions. And I think in addition to what I earlier said as special technology zones where we can have the uh, business use cases, I think we need to create experience zones for consumers as well. Right. Maybe blue area in Islamabad, maybe Mall Road or uh, uh, Shara ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we need to digitize them first, create five and give them free licensing to two or three or all operators so that they can create use cases. They can let users experience 5G businesses experience 5G and once they will experience it, it's a freemium model with, right, with all gaming, right. with yeah, all yeah, apps, yeah, yeah. everything. And once you'll see that everything is kind of centered around those areas, then you can start scaling it up. I think right. that's where the government needs to be more lenient, needs to really go back to the table, figure out more creative ways on how best they can get the licensing fee. Is an upfront licensing fee the best way? Mm. Shouldn't, I mean, I'm just a very loud, bold question would be, Shouldn't the government be subsidizing this so that eventually the larger economy will benefit and we'll have a larger pie to earn from it yeah. rather than just be a bottleneck as a licensing fee thing. Yeah. So I think we need to really think through and have a very pragmatic discussion around it. Yeah, and especially when it's a it's an export based industry, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean. And sorry to interrupt. So a, a very important thing, what you just mentioned, our fastest growing exports is services exports. Yeah. And that's where, again, it's all about services, all about connectivity yeah, right now. Yeah. Whether you're offering management consulting, accounting, outsourcing, software development, whatever it is, yeah. even virtual tourism in case of COVIDs and those scenarios, I think give all the opportunity to, uh, uh, to I mean, there's no no reason we don't need better technology. Yeah. And I think when we, when we talk about exports, a lot of times we're just focusing on sort of your conventional brick and mortar industrial exports. And the fact is that's a lot of CapEx and yep. that's also a lot of, uh, it's very incremental. And so if you want to look at uh, 100 million less than 30 year olds getting into the job market over the next uh, decade or so, you can't absorb them through your conventional means. And Muzamil, sorry for interrupting you on, over and over again. This is another important thing. Services and especially IT services is the only highest trade surplus exports, which means you don't need to import much. You just yeah. need, you just you have the main ingredient, which is a human resource, which is the talent. Yeah, you already have it in Pakistan. Yeah, the only next ingredient they need is a laptop and a connectivity. Yeah, and that's it. And they're all going to contribute to the economy if we provide them better laptops, better machines and better connectivity. Yeah. And they all will become actually a democratized economy where people can contribute positively. And and the, the point of joblessness will actually not remain there yeah. because people can become better entrepreneurs, better startups, existing companies will be able to produce better and non-tech sectors will also be able to perform better. So yeah. I think there's, there's, there's a very less downside to it. Actually. 100%. And actually I was very, a very interesting use case uh, I was reading up on, on 5G was, there's the future of jobs is actually changing as well. Um, and, and and while we talk about these technical roles and skill-based roles like IT, there's a huge uh, uh, incoming growth of personal assistants, yeah. personal, I mean, I was actually, there was, there was one job uh, called uh, personal shopper um, that shops for people yeah. uh, because they're so busy and, and, and because of the population demographic mismatch between the Western world and the and, and, and sort of the global South, there are huge incredible opportunities coming up and particularly in the um, Web 3.0 era. Again, I, I feel like we haven't even touched Web 3.0 uh, in this conversation because the fact is the world is going to really radically change over the next three to four years. Absolutely. And that's where the demand, jo, jo, you know, what we've been missing, okay, maybe we don't need 5G, but Web 3.0 is going to change, radically change all of that, right? So and, just digital tourism, virtual tourism yeah, alone, you yeah. know, assume another COVID, another epidemic, 
and you can you know even airbnb companies like airbnb launched airbnb virtual tourism virtual yeah. so i mean i think and i i mean i know someone who told me from the us a pakistani he called me and he said you know what i did i took a virtual tour of the pyramids in the egypt and i hired a virtual tourist a virtual guide who was live on his phone oh and, that's incredible and GoPro, gopro yeah and he took us wherever he wanted to and he and he was like their virtual assistant in yeah, on virtual yeah. just imagine do pakistan doing it in honza gilgit yeah. and northern even makli in south in punjab i mean i think there's so much opportunity yeah. on how better connectivity with less energy uh, consumption and more stable connectivity actually with low latency can be really useful health as he as akram just mentioned was 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 just a very simple use case we don't have telemedicine operating yet in pakistan at scale hmm. and and you know startups like sehat kahani and what they're doing is they're delivering healthcare to the marginalized communities and if we can just help them go beyond just clinical advice to actually doing procedures with 5g low latency connectivity that's i think that's just one simple use case from a b2c consumer perspective perspective 100% 100%, 100%. no question we recently had a conversation with farmdar if you guys can check that out as well it's on 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 the show and and do you do you know farmdar uh, yeah they just raised uh, absolutely uh, and th- i i mean i was my mind was blown by what these guys were doing um they because pakistan has one of the lowest uh, far, you know per, per acre yep. uh, yield yep. for farms and 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 so these guys were basically they're using satellite imagery to tell you exactly whether your plants need water or not whether mm-hmm. your soil has nitrogen or not um they and they, they're doing all of that real time free of cost for farmers um anywhere in pakistan and that was just like it was the tip of the iceberg because uh, first of all there's a huge impending food crisis coming in globally not just yeah. in pakistan we aggressively need to uh, you know feed a, a growing population um and the fact is that until and unless we radically use these technologies to change uh, you know the 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 way that we're farming we're not going to keep up and so really at when when i was talking to him he was talking about you know okay so we're we're using primarily satellites because using drones is complicated and so on and so forth and suddenly now when earlier we were talking about agritech and 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 stuff like that i just realized you don't even need to have like a huge base on ground yeah. you just need autonomous drones Correct. that fly out take the to give you a closer look of those farms those plants all of that data and then transfer transfer that data and all of that high quality image data that's being transmitted cannot happen on 4G yep. you need 5G for that yeah. you need that real time analytics uh happening and and so that's a very real i mean that's a use case sir jo ke bare minimum like gali gali pe pahunch raha hai na absolutely and you know all our villages are all agri based everything yeah. is agri based so we need a, you know we are importing wheat because yeah. we are not improving on our productivity yeah 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 we so we need to really improve much faster as you said we are actually i would say i think this is an opportunity for the likes of oppo to actually start doing r&d with our universities bring the likes of ericsson and everyone to our universities do r&d uh and 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 actually i think we need our policy makers to actually create space for r&d to start with and then some zones experience zones for consumers and uh, for businesses technology zones where they can develop products and services around it i think then scale it out slowly and gradually but i think we, there's no question we don't need it I, we need to really it's not just about leapfrogging it's about life and death for us probably yeah 100% 100% uh guys i'm going to wrap this up but i'm going to ask a question that i generally ask all my guests he's already answered it before but i'm going to ask it in a different way so he can join in as well um 
you know, uh, if there, if if let's say we have a, a 5G rollout, uh, the way that we sort of envision and are dreaming of, how do you imagine Pakistan of 2050? um you know what what could what could the world look like with with the digital really happening the way that we expected yeah i'm going to start with you i i really hope like you know for instance when i look at china right now um i can see that a lot of people actually previously they they were also struggle to turn to 5g like china like you know right now we are building a lot of station but operators is still trying to educate like when people accept 5g and you know 5g ter- uh, uh penetration grow more i'm really hope like you know pakistan in the fu- uh in the 2015 can you know somehow uh be more open and step even far more ahead because i can see huge potential here when whenever you know for instance recently we have launched our 5g in the mid range in the f series f21 pro 5g we see huge uh you know like comments on social media even before we launching the 5G is people want 5G here so i i hope this kind of you know uh, scenario will happen and even maybe uh in 2015 you know there's a lot of new scenes originally from pakistan and not from the pa- other parts of the world makes sense uh, akram what do you think I'm a traveler and I miss connectivity a lot when I travel to this Gilgit Hunza site but I'm about to travel to Europe and I'm all happy and excited because I can be connected with my team so my personal perspective is if Pakistan gets a 5G my kids can go to any place without any tension because they know they are connected and so also this could boost industry and individualism a lot like everyone will grow and Pakistan will become a great place i mean i'm really positive about this by the way i think you know very simple thing is for from a pakistan perspective we have very simple goals we need to be economically stable we need to be economically sustainable we need to be actually a country where foreign direct investment is encouraged we need to be a country where we need to not just export raw materials like the cottons but also not only raw talent but rather more value added things i think we are left behind i'll just give you a quick small example how far behind we are right now singapore is half of lahore by size singapore is also half of lahore by population it's just 5 million people their exports per year is 370 billion dollars over 370 billion dollars pakistan's exports per year is around 24 26 billion dollars mm. just imagine how far behind in terms of per capita productivity we are yeah i think i want to see a pakistan where we are not only cash flow positive or all our economic indicators should be super positive we have the biggest talent which is human resource I think we have the biggest opportunity to serve the world in better ways. We can we have the best doctors serving in far eastern countries like Brunei to the US to UK and Africa and in Middle East. Why can't our other doctors stay here and still serve using technologies like 5G or other uh, improvements? So I think there's no reason that we need better technology so that Pakistan is in a better situation economically and socioeconomically both ways uh, very very quickly. I think every use case makes sense but we need to educate our uh, people we need to educate our businesses our SMEs our women entrepreneurs our youth on how to leverage these technologies in a positive way 
And actually, I think that's where the uh, use case for the government and academia come in, in educating all of this and scaling it up. So I certainly see a better Pakistan 2050, uh, which is more stable, economically sustainable, and which is serving the rest of the world with high value exports as well as uh, Yang mentioned. Inshallah. Awesome. Sounds good. I hope that uh, we see that feature as well. Guys, thank you so much for coming in and sharing all the insight. I hope we, we get to see 5G soon. And maybe Always we a can... player. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. And for all of you guys, thank you so much for watching. If you like this episode, please do share it with your friends. For your YouTube audience, you can like the channel. Uh, it will increase the engagement and reach more people. For people on the audio platforms, you can subscribe to the platform and get notified for future episodes. For uh, people on Facebook, there's a link down there where you can join the TBD community. We uh, share different guest recommendations, articles, and get your feedback as well. You can join that as well. Uh, if you'd like to support the channel, we accept anything from one rupee to as much as you'd like. It's the thought that counts. But anyways, this was Sayyid Muzamil Hassan Zedi. You were watching Thought Behind Things. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you in the next one.